This podcast recording is going to be talking about the science behind narcolepsy. Research has revealed that narcolepsy with cataplexy is caused by a lack of hypocritins, brain chemicals that help sustain alertness and prevent realm sleep from occurring at the wrong time. Genetics, age, and triggering infections or inflammation play important roles in the development of narcolepsy. Ongoing research is shedding light on many aspects of the disorder as more is learned about the biology of narcolepsy, the door widens for more effective treatments. Recent research has revealed that narcolepsy with cataplexy is caused by a lack of hypocritins, key brain chemicals that help sustain alertness and prevent realm sleep from occurring at the wrong times. Hypocritins are neurotransmitters, chemicals that transmit signals from a neuron to a target neuron. Hypocritins are only produced by a small cluster of neurons in the hypothalamus, a brain region located roughly behind the eyes and between the ears. Of the billions of neurons in the brain, only about 100,000 to 200,000 produce hypocritins. Hypocritins are released from these neurons during wakefulness and bend to specific hypocritin receptors on target neurons, which increases the activity of these neurons. Hypocritins were first discovered in 1998 when two research groups independently identified them in the brain. One group named them hypocritin 1 and 2, and the other group named them orexin A and B. Hippocritin and brain function. In individuals without narcolepsy and whose sleep is well regulated, hippocritins are released during wakefulness and increase activity in target neurons that promote wakefulness and suppress rapid eye movement realm sleep. In people who have narcolepsy with cataplexy, most of the hippocritin producing neurons die off. The cons- consequent lack of hypocritin result in lasting sleepiness and poor control of realm sleep. In fact, realm sleep can become so poorly regulated that the paralysis or dreaming that normally occurs only in realm sleep can mix into wakefulness, causing cataplexy and dream-like hallucinations. Though much has been learned about narcolepsy with cataplexy, considerably less is known about the cause of narcolepsy without cataplexy. Most likely, it is caused by less severe injury to the hypocritin neurons, resulting in fewer and less severe symptoms. How hypocritin loss affects the brain. In addition to revealing the normal row of hypocritin neurons in the brain, research has provided many insights into a, how a lo- loss of hypocritin signaling causes sleepiness and cataplexy. 
Many researchers theorize that the sleepiness of, of narcolepsy is a consequence of sleep state instability, a condition in which the thresholds between wake and sleep are easily crossed resulting in both fragmented wakefulness, wakefulness during the daytime and fragmented sleep at night. During normal wakefulness, hypocrites and neurons send signals that produce long-lasting increase, increases in the activity of, of many other neurons, essential for sustaining alertness and wakefulness. These neurons include those that produce key neurotransmitters such as norepinephrine, serotonin, and dopamine. In narcolepsy, the loss of hypocritins may result in reduced or inconsistent activity in these target neurons as a consequence as a consequence people with narcolepsy can be fully alert at times, but have great difficulty sustaining this alertness for long periods of time. Cataplexy and sleep paralysis are unusual states in which the brain circuits that produce, par that produce par paralysis during realm sleep become active during wakefulness. During realm sleep, most muscles are paralyzed by circuits in the lower brainstem and spinal cord. These paralysis circuits are normally blocked by norepinephrine and serotonin during wakefulness. With loss of hypocritins, levels, levels of these two neurotransmitters may be lower, permitting paralysis to occur even during wakefulness. This observation provides the main rational, rational for treating cataplexy with antidepressants that increase brain levels of norepinephrine and serotonin. Okay, let me read this sentence again right here. During realm sleep, most muscles are paralyzed by circuits in the lower brainstem and spinal cord. Okay, well, Chiari malformation is Chiari malformation is um, related to having um, the brain stem being crushed at times. And it's related with different types of things that is wrong with the spinal cord. With synrixes in the spine and the brainstem pushing in the spinal cord. Or the, the brain overwhelmed by too much um, cerebral spinal fluid, which also known as hydrocephalus. So basically, as we can tell in this sentence right here, it says, during realm sleep, most muscles are paralyzed by circuits in the lower brainstem and spinal cord. So whenever the brainstem and chiori malformation 
can cause the brainstem to push downward in the spinal cord in the skull, under the skull, and that can cause damage to the brainstem, and that could cause damage to the spinal cord where, but it also can, um, it also can somehow destroy those circuits that paralyzes people without KRE malformation, without narcolepsy, whenever people who don't have KRE malformation, who doesn't have narcolepsy, when they get to realm sleep, the two circuits in the brain, in the lower brainstem and spinal cord that causes realm sleep and muscles become paralyzed is norepinephrine and serotonin. Where, hang on, just one second, I'm, I, I, um, said that wrong, but anyways, whenever someone has Chiari malformation, um, Chiari malformation, they have damage to the brainstem and damage to the spinal cord, well, whenever the, um, Whenever people don't have Chiari malformation or narcolepsy, whenever they get to their realm sleep, um, they become paralyzed in the circuits that is in the lower brainstem and spinal cord is where the um, circuits that are normally blocked by norepinephrine and serotonin during wakefulness. So, basically, whenever someone doesn't have narcolepsy or cataplexy, whenever someone doesn't have narcolepsy or curing malformation, their brainstem is up in their skull like it's supposed to be. Their spinal cord is, is like it's supposed to be. And the two circuits of, of neurotransmitters that is um, lower in the lower brainstem and spinal cord is that helps people to stay awake that doesn't have narcolepsy and doesn't have any damage from KRE malformation or doesn't have KRE doesn't have doesn't have KRE malformation they have those two um, neurotransmitters of the norepinephrine and serotonin to help them stay awake during the daytime However, with the loss of hypocritin levels of these two neurotransmitters may be lower, permitting paralysis to occur even during wakefulness. So, so, um, so like in narcolepsy with cataplexy, um, the hypocritin is lower than normal. The the neurotransmitters in the brain that produces um, hypocritin um, gets destroyed. Well, if you really think about it, with Chiari malformation, since it's um, so associated with the brain inside the the brain inside, the, but in the head, 
um, and the brain stem and the spinal cord. If you really gather all of the information that Chiari malformation can do, then it actually makes sense now. Where Chiari malformation is a malformation of the brain inside the head, the skull shape, um, it can damage the spinal cord. That all can also damage damage the neurotransmitters that is in the lower part of the brainstem and spinal cord of the norovirin and the serotonin that those two trans neurotransmitters helps people to be alert and have be alert during wakefulness but if those two If those two neurotransmitters are um, damaged or not working properly, then um, those neurotransmitters won't do their job. And um, the paralysis that's supposed to happen at night in someone that don't have QRA malformation or narcolepsy, um, they will, whenever they reach the realm sleep, they will have the... Um, paralysis overnight and not during the daytime, whereas if the neuro, those neurotransmitters of uh, norepinephrine and serotonin is damaged, then the um, wakefulness during the daytime won't be there and um, the hypocrisy levels will be lower. And and the paralysis with the cataplexy will happen during the daytime. But, as we read earlier on in this article that I researched about, is we don't know the cause of narcolepsy without cataplexy. We do not know the cause. But, um, I, I have like a logical a logical explanation maybe for that but I it's not I haven't found a research that says it but if if you think about it um, it could be similar way of how um, it could be a similar way to hang on just one second Okay, it can be similar to the way where Chiari malformation can be caused either by you're born with it or it can be caused by it is acquired Chiari malformation. So, um, so it could be similar to that. Narcolepsy with cataplexy is caused by low hypocritin and the, um, and the the low hypocritin levels but with people who don't have cataplexy and have narcolepsy without cataplexy 
they could have, uh, it could have, they could have either been born with it and they didn't experience cataplexy and their, and their, um, hypocritism levels aren't destroyed or it could be associated like they could be born with narcolepsy and without cataplexy or it could been triggered by a um injury not to their brain but to their body that could cause them to have narcolepsy without cataplexy um but there's no official cause as to why some people have narcolepsy with cataplexy and some people have narcolepsy without cataplexy. There's no cause for narcolepsy without cataplexy. We know narcolepsy with cataplexy, the hypocritin levels are low and during the wakeful during the daytime hours, um People with narcolepsy with cataplexy have cataplexy during the daytime because um, they are neurotransmitters of norepinephrine and serotonin. Neurotransmitters are damaged somehow, somehow. And I've seen a lot of ne- narcoleptics have Chiari malformation. A lot of Chiarians with Chiari malformation has narcolepsy with or without cataplexy. It just depends on, um, well, for me, which it could be different for someone else, but for me, I have narcolepsy with cataplexy, and I was diagnosed with that after I had brain surgery. I never had any trouble sleeping whatsoever or had cataplexy or whatever, like paralysis, ever during the daytime so something in something in the brain surgery and something with the Chiari malformation with my brain stem because um, before I had brain surgery my brain stem was literally under my skull pushing into my spinal cord where we just learned about today that the two neurotransmitters that controls hypocritin levels of the norepinephrine and the serotonin they they actually are located in the hypothalamus, um, in the lower part of the brain stem and spinal cord. And if those neurotransmitters are damaged, then narcolepsy with cataplexy can occur, and that's what happened to me. So. So from. That saying, um, since I never had narcolepsy before, and it didn't happen until I was like 27 years old after brain surgery, um, it seems like narcolepsy with cataplexy can be caused from an injury to the brain, where Chiari malformation is a brain injury because it's a malformation of the brain and the head and the spine and so forth which everyone has different experiences but if you're thinking 
logically, that could be possible reason why a lot of Kiari malformation, um, Kiari, Kiarians that wasn't born with Kiari, but was from an injury, could experience or get diagnosed with narcolepsy with cataplexy later on in life. But if um, the malformation, the, the Kiari malformation, some, there's times you're born with it. But if there's no injury to the brain or no Kiari malformation present, then um, there's a lot of people who still could have narcolepsy with cataplexy, but they're, they could have injured they could have injured something in their brain, but not, because not everyone has Kiyori malformation and not everyone has narcolepsy. But um, it does sort of make sense, like it, it it interlocks with each other, if you understand what I'm saying. It, it does relate to each other, because a lot of narcolepsy... Narcoleptics have Kiori, a lot of Kiorians have narcolepsy, and um, that we don't actually know the cause of narcolepsy without cataplexy, but it could be similar to if someone was born with, it could be similar to like if like when someone is born with Kiori malformation versus when it happens from a acquired uh, Kiari, which is acquired Kiari, is from a brain injury or an injury to the body. So, it could be similar. But they're not really sure what causes um, narcolepsy without cataplexy. Let's move on. Um... This observation provides the main rationale for treating cataplexy with antipodepressants that increase brain levels of norepinephrine and serotonin. So, um, there, to help treat cataplexy where it's probably less and be able to cope with it better, antidepressants or um, can help increase the brain levels of norepinephrine and serotonin. But... If someone has Chiari malformation in narcolepsy, they, those neurotransmitters are damaged because of um, sometimes the brain stem is herinated in the spinal cord and sometimes not, but sometimes it is. And so if that's the case, then those neurotransmitters are already damaged and that could have been the cause of the narcolepsy with cataplexy in the first place. But it's hard to say to figure out if someone has Kiari malformation and they have narcolepsy without cataplexy. That's kind of um, interesting there. Ongoing research is also beginning to reveal how cataplexy may be triggered by positive emotions. The Amygdala and prefrontal cortex are brain regions that regulate emotional responses and connect with the paralysis 
pathways in the brainstem, neurons in the amygdala, and prefrontal cortex are active during cataplexy. And inactivating either of these regions marked reduces cataplexy in mice with narcolepsy. So basically, whenever the neurons um, in the amygdala and prefrontal cortex of the brain, in the brain, those regions in the brain, is regulated by emotional uh, responses, this can cause paralysis in the pathways in the brainstem, causing cataplexy to happen. But whenever they they done research and tested on mice whenever the emotional response wasn't activated then they um it helped so whenever one of those regions like in the amygdala Sorry about and the prefrontal cortex. Whenever those um, brain regions um, was markedly reduced, cataplexy. When they tested mice, the catap the cataplexy was reduced, and with narcolepsy in the mice, as these triggering pathways become better understood, it may be possible to target them with new medications. So, some of the narcolepsy medications can cause, um, can ha help cataplexy and help that to help that. And like I said earlier in this article, it said that um, antidepressants can possibly lower chances of having um, too many strong emotions and that could also lessen um, cataplexy so basically whenever we can handle our emotions better our strong emotions better and know what triggers our cataplexy then maybe we could lessen our cataplexies ourselves but it will take a lot of work to figure that out and also I learned about recently, I learned about that um, certain amino acids helps um, the same way. Oh, no. Yes, helps like the same way that um, antidepressants helps. And also, oh yeah, that's where I seen that Atlas. I recently got a weighted blanket and the weighted blankets are weighted and um, they signal to the serotonin to cause calmness and happiness and it causes um, the tri triophoran to um, do the same thing because um, triophoran is in antidepressants which helps to calm people down and to not 
be too much anxious or nervous about things. And the weighted blankets have the same, has the similar properties that antidepressants have with the triosifrin. So, weighted blankets could be also a, um, also something to look into. Which I have a weighted blanket and, um, ever since I've been using it, I've been, um, be able to sleep better and be able to control my emotions and my anxiety and nervousness and anxiousness bet much better. Understanding how narcolepsy develops. Over the past several years, researchers have made good progress in understanding the process that kills the hypocrites and neurons. Genetic factors clearly play a role. Most people with narcolepsy have inherited a gene that codes for the human leukocyte antigen, HLA. Here comes the science numbers within narcolepsy with it, with the genetic factors that plays a role in narcolepsy. DQB1 star sign 06 um, dot dot zero 02 which is important for immune function. This gene is found in 12 through 25% of the general population and it increases the risk of developing narcolepsy 7 to 25 fold. Additional genes can increase or decrease the risk of developing narcolepsy and like HLA DQB1 star 0602, most of these affect the functions of the immune system. Normally the immune system kills bacteria and viruses. These discoveries suggest that narcolepsy is an autoimmune disease in which the immune system accidentally kills off the hypocritin producing neurons. Researchers are now beginning to identify some of the triggers for this autoimmune attack on the hypocritin neurons. Just after the onset of narcolepsy, people tend to have increased levels of antibodies against streptotitis, the bacteria that causes strep throat and other infections. In addition, narcolepsy most commonly begins in the late spring and early summer, suggesting that an autoimmune attack on the hypocritin neurons may be triggered by strep or another winter infection. Well, that is really interesting because, let's see, during the winter, because I never had trouble sleeping after my brain surgery, so it's possible my brain surgery may have not caused it, but anything is possible. But um, from what I just read there is like eight, seven to eight months after my brain surgery, I developed RSV, which is a virus, 
like infection and I I used to have shep throats all the time so it's and it happened in like early spring early summer I mean it happened in the winter time whenever I had the RSV and it could have caused that to trigger the narcolepsy. So I, right there, I just messed up. I meant to say that um, I, that the RSV could have triggered the narcolepsy to occur, and also the damage that my brainstem and my spinal cord had already gone through, because I don't know how long my spinal fluid wasn't circulating through the brain and I didn't, don't know how long my brain stem was pushing in my spinal cord and I don't know how long that the spinal fluid backed down my spine causing the cinematic to form. I don't know how long my brain had went without um, having the spinal fluid circulating my brain. I don't know how long that was happening so it could cause a lot of damage to where it could have caused a lot of damage to the neurotransmitters in my brain and the brainstem and in the lower brainstem upper spinal cord that um, helps to keep me awake during the daytime of the norepinephrine and serotonin. Okay, let's move on. The most compelling evidence that an immune process can immune process can kill the hypocrita neurons comes from a recent increase in narcolepsy in Finland and other northern European countries. In the winter of 2010-2011, governments and the general public were very concerned about a severe form of influenza known as H1N1 spreading around the globe in many countries most of the population received vaccination against this flu and Finland and some other northern European countries choose to use a very potent brand of H1N1 vaccine known as Pandermix. One, one to two months after receiving this brand of vaccine, doses of dozens of children develop narcolepsy and overall, the rate of new cases of narcolepsy in children increased 8 to 12 fold. Importantly, all of these children who develop narcolepsy called the gene HLA-DQB1 star 06.02, only a few adults appeared to develop narcolepsy in condition with this vaccine. Pan, pand, Pandemrex, which is no longer in use anywhere, was never licensed for use in the United States. Thus, it appears that three factors are important for the development of narcolepsy. The gene that influenced the immune system, such as HLA-DQB1-06, Zero two, a triggering factor that activates the immune system, such as an infection with JEP. 
a vulnerable age during which the immune response or some characteristics of the brain make an autoimmune attack on the hypocritin neurons more likely. So I can see that. I used to have sheptodes a lot when I was growing up. And I was 26 when I had brain surgery when I had diagnosed with KRE malformation. And that could have somehow damaged those neurotransmitters and of the norepinephrine and serotonin in my brain stem because my brain stem was urinating under my skull. So it's very possible that what I experienced between that time that it could have caused an autoimmune attack on the those hypocritin neurotransmitters, hypocritin, and caused my hypocritin levels to be low to cause me to develop narcolepsy with cataplexy later on. <clears throat> By gaining a better understanding of this process, researchers hope to develop medications that can stop narcolepsy just as it begins and prevent further injury to the hypocritin neurons. Practical Implications what are the practical implications of these discoveries? First, it is important to recognize that the hereditary aspects of narcolepsy are, re are a relatively re small concern. If a parent has narcolepsy, there is only about a 1% chance that her or his child will have the disorder. Up to 25% of the population carries the gene HLA-DQB1 star zero six dot dot zero two but less than one percent of them will develop narcolepsy as additional factors are needed to trigger an attack on the hypocritin neuron secondly though it seems very likely that pandermonics trigger narcolepsy in certain children this vaccine was unusually potent and future vaccines most likely will be designed differently now that this risk is known. There is no compelling evidence that the other vaccine cause or worsens narcolepsy, so it is fine for people with narcolepsy and their families to receive all routine vaccinations. Key Discoveries on Narcolepsy Narcolepsy was first described by doctors in the 1870s, but only in the past 15 years has the underlying cause become clear. Some of the greatest insights about narcolepsy have come from the laboratories of Dr. Emmanuel Mignot of Stanford University and Dr. Jerome Siegel of the University of California, Los Angeles. In 2000, each group independently discovered that narcolepsy with cataplexy, it's caused by a loss of hypocritin levels in neurons in the brain. <clears throat> These and other valuable insights have revealed much about how the brain normally functions as well as what goes wrong in narcolepsy. Current theories about the role of hypocritins in narcolepsy are based on research findings that include the following. Research in animals was the first to shed light on the connection between narcolepsy and loss of hypocritins, just like people with narcolepsy, dogs, rats, and mice. 
with disrupted hypocrite and singling, fall asleep frequently and often have episodes of cataplexy. In addition, tasty food can trigger cataplexy in dogs and mice with narcolepsy, suggesting that their cataplexy is triggered by positive emotions. So, a tasty food can trigger cataplexy in dogs and mice, but with narcolepsy, but it doesn't say if that's the same as people. <coughs> researchers have, um, researchers then examined the brains of people with narcolepsy with cataplexy, and consistently found a ninety per to ninety through ninety five percent decrease in the number of hypocritin producing neurons. Hypocritin one can also be measured in cerebral spinal fluid, the liquid that surrounds the brain, and about ninety percent of people with narcolepsy with cataplexy have very low or undetectable levels of hypocritin one. Thus it seems likely that some process kills the hypocritin neurons resulting in narcolepsy with cataplexy. That is very, that makes sense now. Like, I don't know how long I went where my cerebral spinal fluid wasn't going around my brain but sitting and backing down my spine. So it's very possible that damage could have damaged those neurotransmitters of the hypocritin that in the hypothalamus that uh, could have damaged the um, norepinephrine and the serotonin to cause narcolepsy with cataplexy to occur after my brain surgery. But didn't I didn't started I didn't start it didn't start happening until after my brain surgery and I didn't even um, recognize it until after my brain surgery like. Like I said, seven to eight months after my brain surgery. Thus far, the cause of narcolepsy without cataplexy is less clear. Researchers have examined the brains of only a few people with this type of narcolepsy, and these seem to have only a moderate loss of hypocritin neurons. Hypocritin 1 levels in spinal fluid are usually normal, although about 30% of these individuals have low or undetectable levels. Among these people with low hypocritin, about one-third may develop cataplexy years later, suggesting that there may be some ongoing injury to the hypocritin neurons, thus narcolepsy without cataplexy may be caused by a less severe injury to the hypocritin neurons, but because so little is known about this form of narcolepsy, it remains possible that it has an entirely different cause. So, they may know the cause, but then they say they may not know the cause. So, if the if the idea that they're saying there, that they think that, that um, narcolepsy without cataplexy could have been caused from a um, little bit um, damage to the hypocritin um, neurotransmitters, but they're not really sure about it because... They're not sure if that's the cause or not, but it, if it is the cause, then that totally makes sense um, logically where um, it could have been caused 
by, um, it could have been caused by a injury um, to the um, to some parts of the hypocritin as uh, neurotransmitters, um, but not as much injury um, like someone like it the hypocritin levels could have been injured but not as injured as people could be lower but not as low as narcolepsy with, with cataplexy so it's similar to Chiari malformation where it goes like um where someone can be born with Chiari someone can be um have something happen to their body where they're injured injury to the brain that isn't um caused by a malformation but an injury and it'd be ca caused by an acquired Chiari malformation so if that's the true if that is th if that's the way they're thinking with narcolepsy if that's the exact cause but they said that they're not really sure what causes narcolepsy without cataplexy, but if that's what they're saying, because they said it can also be a different cause, but if that is, if that is somewhat, if they think somewhat that is somewhat likely, it could be like that, likely it could, if it's likely to happen be like that, then narcolepsy without cataplexy could be caused by an injury to the neuro, um, hypocritin neuro, neurotransmitters, but wasn't, wasn't as bad, wasn't damaged as bad or injured as bad. But like they said, it could be entirely a different cause. But if it is something on those lines, then that's, um, then that is why. A lot of people without nar narcolepsy, with that's why narcolepsy, some narcoleptics may not have cataplexy, and um, the narcolepsy, narcoleptics with cataplexy happens to have a lot of damages to their um, hypocritin levels of the neurotransmitters of the neuroferrin and the serotonin in the lower part of the brainstem, upper part of the spinal cord. But if if there's if there is narcolepsy present, but there isn't that much damage to those two neurotransmitters, then that could be somewhat the cause of narcolepsy without cataplexy. But like they said, narcolepsy without cataplexy is not directly understood yet. But they're going in the right direction, basically, to figuring out what that cause is for narcolepsy without cataplexy. So, um, anything is possible, like um, how Chiari malformation can cause a malformation in the brain. Narcolepsy can cause a malformation in the brain as well. But not directly in the brain, but in the hypothalamus that causes the that regulates the wakefulness and the sleep-wake cycles and having the malformation, the damage to 
with narcolepsy with cataplexy damage to the neurotransmitters of the norepinephrine and the serotonin in the upper part, in the um, lower part of the brainstem in the upper part of the spinal cord. But unfortunately, we don't really know that much about what the cause of narcolepsy without cataplexy. So we'll have to look into that further. But as I read earlier in this article that, um, as I read earlier in this article, I read that um, it says that there is um, no compelling evidence that other vaccines cause or worsens narcolepsy. Okay, it wasn't that one. It was, okay, let's see. Um, these and other valuable insights have revealed much about how the brain normally functions. No, that wasn't it. Um, let's see. Um, it can be any different. It can be any different things that could cause narcolepsy. I'm not saying that chiari malformation causes narcolepsy with cataplexy, but it's very, very possible. But actually, chiari malformation wouldn't be related. I mean, wouldn't it cause narcolepsy with cataplexy because um, the um, damaged neurotransmitters of the serotonin and norepinephrine would cause narcolepsy with cataplexy to happen. But... Um, There's many different um, explanations to this where um, a malformation could have um, caused it to happen and caused, yeah, it really actually could could be related to Chiari malformation with the narcolepsy with cataplexy because um, it causes the um, neurotransmitters of the hypocritin with the cataplexy, narcolepsy with cataplexy to be damaged. Something could have, something had to happen to those neurotransmitters to get damaged to cause the narcolepsy with cataplexy. And for my case, which everyone is different, my case, my brain stems was in my under my skull my skull was pushing in my brain stem and my brain stem was in my spine causing a synrix in my spinal fluid to not circulate around my brain which that is the chiari malformation and the damage that the that chiari malformation caused damaged the neurotransmitters of the norepinephrine and serotonin which after they fixed it, well, after they, well, they didn't fix the malformation because I will always have Chiari malformation because there's no cure for Chiari malformation. But they said that the surgery was successful. My brain surgery was successful because I had to have it. Um, otherwise, I would have been paralyzed from the neck down. And, um, but, um, that the Chiari malformation damaged the neurotransmitters in my case, and my the norepinephrine serotonin.
with the hypocrite and with the hypocrite and neurons, neurotransmitters. So that is very possible. That is very very that is very possible, which everyone is different, but very, very, very possible why a lot of Kiarians have narcolepsy. That's very possible. Mm -hmm. That's why that's that makes totally sense now that a lot of Kiarians have narcolepsy. A lot of us do. And um, that makes sense for if someone has narcolepsy with cataplexy and they don't have Chiari malformation, it could be a, um injury to their brain some other way. It could have been a brain injury or a head injury or a neck injury or a spine injury some way um, to have the narcolepsy with cataplexy to occur. So, there's a lot of um, different logics and explanations of what could be caused. But we know that for sure, we know narcolepsy with cataplexy is caused by um, low hypocritin levels and um, damage to the uh, norepinephrine and serotonin neurotransmitters. So that totally makes sense now. A lot of Chiarians who have damage to their brainstem and spinal cord can get um, narcolepsy with cataplexy. And that explains so much that a lot of Chiarians have narcolepsy and they probably have narcolepsy with cataplexy. Mm -hmm. And if they... That totally makes sense now. So I hope this podcast recording helps you all out and gives you some um, background information of what I just researched today um, give you a better understanding. So until next time, I will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Have a wonderful night and a wonderful rest of your week. Bye-bye for now.